Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitch. Or you listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making a sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley Pickle. Hello. I appreciate your swole B-shirt, by the way. Thank you. That shirt's so um, soft. Uh, so, I guess maybe we should clear this up for people. Hi. This is Texas Football Today. We do this show every weekday at noon. <laughs> Who, who might you be clearing that up for? Because yesterday, <laughs> this is a hundred percent true. I'm gonna air his, air him out here, uh, just to put him on blast, roast him, <laughs> put him on blast. Riley Dodge, the head coach of the South Lake Carroll Dragons, who was our outstanding analyst here on uh, on the watch along last night for Vandergrift and Cedar Ridge, um, here on on the watch along. Um, he walks in. Mm-hmm. He'd been. We mic'd him up, and he goes. He was looking around. I was like, "Yeah, you know, you know, recognize this place." He's like, you know, I I watch you guys every Wednesday. You know, I try to try to watch you guys every Wednesday on on on, on the show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, okay. So do, is that?" I had to clarify. Tevin Sepp or, or Texas Football Day? He's like, yeah. no, no, you and Pickle. Like, oh, fantastic. Like, we appreciate it. you. Know, you really like the recruiting stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Uh, and you guys do that what once, twice a week? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. He's like, oh, you got to do it like three times a week. <laughs> and I was like, dude, no, five days I deal with this. No, five of them. Coach, we do it, we do it every day, All, like year round, every day, in season, <laughs> off season. This Over two hundred episodes. This is a year. episode one thousand two hundred and fifty-four. <laughs> right, two hundred fifty. No, what are we at? Put the bottom. Put the lower third on there. One thousand two hundred and sixty-two. One thousand two hundred sixty-two. That's what we're stinking doing. You think this is some sort of like part-time gig? <laughs> Tepper literally said, he goes, you do know this is like a full-time job, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, I do this. Like nonsense have, is our full-time job. I don't have another gig. <laughs> this is it. Anyway, we're here every week. This is how I noon, feed my coach. kid, coach. <laughs> he was also very interested today. We'll get to this. It is, today's Friday, October 15th, 2021. 41 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Genuine. 
Oh, nice. Uh, episode 1,262. On today's show, guys, we're going to announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, the Dairy Max Bill Pie Chuckle Milk Sissy Coach of the Week, and then it's Help. We'll have a little bit of Thursday cleanup, and it's Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. We'll answer your questions, high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, etc. cetera. Uh, so get those questions in on, on the, the various channels that you get those questions in. Um, we may be changing the format of that, by the way, yeah. starting next week. We wanted to do it a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and then... A whole lot of things happen. So uh, we may be changing the format of... I thought about that today as I was walking into the office. (laughs) Uh, So stay tuned for Monday for more on that. But in any case, one thing that Riley Dodge really wanted to do, Mm because he had a specific question for you. He said, how do I get to be one of the first four? Mm -hmm. He said, I I don't think he knew the name of it. It was like, oh, you mean first four through the door? Yeah. Yeah. And the way is, on Facebook... You have to be one of the first four to comment as the credits or as, as the, the, intro. the intro is rolling. Yep. And so, Pickle, who is first four through the door? <laughs> it was Eagle Eye Homan, Ryan Smiga, Aaron Flynn, and Coach Terry Crawford. Oh. <laughs> so, Riley Dodge is going to get it eventually. He'll get there. He will. We're rooting for you, Coach. Uh, so, we'll get into a few things right now. Pickle, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in partnership with the Texas Bulls, proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most serving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you. Don't blame us. The voting goes on at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes every Monday at noon with the winner being announced shortly thereafter. I am literally, right now, closing the polling. Closed. And the week seven, yeah, you listen to the ticket. The week seven, Mister Text Football Player of the Week is boom. El Paso Chapin quarterback Mason Standerfer, who threw for 439 yards and six touchdowns passing, added another 63 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, he was, I believe, he might be like the first time an El Paso Chapin player has been nominated. How for about that? Of the week. So congratulations to him. Big doings. Congratulations to all the nominees. Dallas Sunset quarterback Johnny Mendoza. Midland Legacy wide receiver Donnie Bishop. San Antonio Johnson running back Ben McCreary. San Marcos running back Jaden Brown. Frisch, uh, Frisco Lone Star uh, running back Ashton Jaunty. Katie Tompkins wide receiver Joshua McMillan II. Uh, Lexington quarterback Sheldon Springer. Bonham running back Jaron Ross. And uh, McKamey athlete Matthew Rosas. But a very special congratulations to the Week 7 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, El Paso Chapin quarterback Mason Standerford. Very very well-deserved young man. One more thing to do, Pickle, before we get to Mailback Friday. Mm, a little bit two of Thursday more cleanup. Oh, two more things. Thank you for continuing to remind me of the things I do. <laughs> Dairy Max and Dave Campbell's Tech Football Proud Team of this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. All leads up to Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. The voting is closed there. We have a winner. Your Week 7 Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week is... Boom! Texas City Defensive Coordinator Blake Ryder. The Stingeries defense shut down state-ranked and previously unbeaten Nederland, surging to a 14-2 win to improve to 6-0. Congratulations to all the nominees. Lubbock Roosevelt Defensive Coordinator Nate Gensler. Quinlan Ford, Office Coordinator Caden Wallace, and San Antonio Johnson, Office Coordinator Victor Sierra. But a very special congratulations to the Week 7 Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, Texas City Defensive Coordinator Blake 
writer. Very well-deserved coach. Do we want to do a Thursday recap and then the other thing that we're supposed to do? Uh, no. Do you want to? Yes. Okay, fine. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. All right, Pickle, let's talk a little bit about what happened yesterday. Yesterday was Thursday, and there were high school football games all across the state, uh, including here on our airwaves on uh, on TexasFootball.com, the, the the big game of the night, in our opinion. Uh, Vandergrift taking on Round Rock City Ridge in a critical District 25-6A matchup. The Vandergrift defense was the dominant force in this game, and they, and they made their presence felt early. First play, you can go back and watch the highlights on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Um, first play, they get a strip of the runner and end up taking over on their own 10, or rather the opposing 10, uh, punch it in two plays later, and suddenly they're feeling very, very good. Up 7 nothing, and that's the way that it ended up going. The defense for Vandergrift was just outstanding, really active. The front was very active. We talked a lot about how they've got – we talked with um, – uh, Riley Dodge and with Frank Sandoval, our in-studio guests for the Watch Along, about how the front for Vandergrift is not... Um, they got a lot of flat bellies. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of guys who can just go. They got a good motor. And um, they ended up being the dominant force in this game. And it's funny, one thing that I thought was interesting, Riley Dodge mentioned last night, he goes, I would rather go up against big guys. Like, I'd rather go up against kind of space eaters as opposed to these super athletic, rangy, like edge rushers that basically they put all over the field yep. and and they were having their way up front they were the real dominant force in this game uh give a lot of credit to uh, uh i believe it's bryson buchanan vandegrift qb buchanan uh, i want to make sure his his his, fir- his first name right braid buchanan braid buchanan the junior quarterback there for vandegrift i thought he was pretty solid they ran the ball pretty well uh as well i thought that this was a a really impressive victory for vandegrift who now this kind of they're still they're undefeated they're still the favorite in 25-6A they still have a big game against Round Rock to come and that'll end up being for the district title more or less whether it's going to be Vandergrift outright or kind of a shared district title situation but in any case big win for Vandergrift last night take control of district 25-6A uh, uh, run um, district 25-6A uh, kind of race there elsewhere across the state uh, the other game in Austin was uh, was Westlake beating Buda Hayes do you see the final on this? It was bad. Seventy-seven to nothing. That yeah. was without Kate Klubnik too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was just gonna say, man, that uh, the the quarterback that came in did not skip a beat. El Paso Americas beats El Paso Montwood twenty-eight twenty, and I want to bring this up for one reason, for one reason and one reason only. So the head coach at El Paso Americas is our good fr- is our good buddy. <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with this. Yes, our good buddy Patrick Melton. Yes. Did you see what he tweeted? Boy, howdy. Yesterday before the game. Man, they were having a pregame feast. They were having a pregame taco buffet and it looked amazing like this and look i'm not a scientician okay i'm not a scientician but taco buffets i'm saying i'm saying that they (laughs) i'm saying that that el paso america's had a taco buffet before their big game against el paso montwood el paso america's 28 el paso montwood 20 those are two factual statements Mm -hmm. if there is a line between them you can draw that line that's what I'm saying. Impressive stuff there. 
Um, let's see. Elsewhere across the state, uh, Galena Park North Shore beats Humble Summer Creek 45-16. Unfortunately for Summer Creek, I mean, boy, Summer Creek, they get off to that 4-0 start, and they run into the teeth of it with a task seat of C.E. King and, uh, and, and then North Shore in consecutive weeks. Uh, that was... Um, of note there. Uh, elsewhere, good win for San Antonio Taft. Uh, you know, last week they, they, they staved off uh, San Antonio Stevens uh, after last week uh, fall, losing their first game of the year to Brennan, but they beat Stevens last night 20 to, 21 uh, to 19. Amarillo Tascosa takes care of Amarillo Caprock. To, uh, they will remain probably, uh, they will probably stay the same mm-hmm. uh, in, in our rankings. We think awfully highly of them. Elsewhere across the state, I'm kind of looking through the scores. Do you see this Memorial and Burbank game in San Antonio? Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Six to two. Six to two. And let me tell you what happened. This game was two nothing. At halftime. Let right? me go further. Oh, end of third. This was, no, let me go further. <laughs> this thing was two nothing into the final minute. Oh, wow. And with 16 seconds left, Andrew Buontello, Buentello, I think it is, mm-hmm. B-U-E-N-T-L-L-O. Buentello? Yes. Buentello runs for a seven-yard touchdown run, and Burbank beats Memorial 6-2. <laughs> Step was putting it, when they went up 2 nothing at the end of the third, Step put it in the comments last night, but I hadn't heard further into yeah. that, into when that touchdown came. Yes. Uh, so anyway, that was probably the game of the night uh, across the state of Texas. <laughs> um, elsewhere, ba- 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 Mercedes stays unbeaten. They beat PSJ Southwest. It's not necessarily a surprise. Uh, Argyle cont- uh, continues to roll. They, they took down Pekelta Ranchview in a mean way, 77-7. Uh, Port Lavac Calhoun beats Tolosa midway, 49-3. And yeah, I think that is about all I've got for Thursday night slate. The big game, of course, was the game we had on the watch along uh, with uh, uh, with Frank Sandoval and Riley Dodge. We had a great time. Really, we just can't thank them enough for, for their time. Can't thank, by the way, the, the folks at Texan Live. Yeah. Uh, who are our colleagues, I suppose, but mm-hmm. like they like they all live in like Houston and Austin and stuff like that, so we very rarely get to see them. Yeah, and so uh, we probably don't thank them enough that that the, you know they went above and beyond to, to make this happen mm-hmm. last night and to give it away for free. Uh, so we appreciate our buddies down there, Texan Live guys like Dre Matula and uh, and Jesse Wolf and uh, Tommy Yarsh, who was on the call. Mm-hmm. Who am I missing? I'm sure I'm missing. Uh, Miss uh, Miss Haley was on Ms. camera Haley last on night. Camera. Uh, so yeah. we sure, we certainly appreciate their work in, in making that happen last night. All right, Pickle, you want to talk about big game tonight? Yeah, why not? Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Visit Midland have partnered together to spotlight some can't-miss action in the Texas high school football matchups in the Midland area. Uh, this week's Visit Midland Spotlight Game of the Week features the Sweetwater uh, features the Sweetwater Mustangs taking on the Midland Greenwood Rangers. That game's going down tonight, seven o'clock out there in beautiful Midland, Texas. Uh, be sure to visit TexasFootball.com/slash/VisitMidland to see our picks for the best places to eat, shop, and play out there in the beautiful Permian Basin there in Midland. So visit Midland Spotlight Game of the Week, Sweetwater taking on Midland Greenwood in what should be a fun affair out there uh critical district matchup as well you know midland greenwood uh you know three and three on the year taking on sweetwater in district one for a uh division one i want to say is that right uh, but this is these are the only two undefeated teams in that district so the winner of this game is probably going or undefeated i should say in district play 
Uh, Monahans will still have something to say about that, but I think that this is probably at least for the uh, the the inside track to a district championship uh, in District One Four A Division uh, Two. That is One Four A Division Two. Midland Greenwood Sweetwater going down tonight out there in beautiful Midland. Go to texasfootball.com slash visit Midland to find out how you can make it a full on weekend out there in the Permian Basin. Texasfootball.com slash visit Midland. Love that Greenwood helmet. Pickle. It's a good helmet. Let me say that again. He talked over me saying pickle. Pickle! It's time for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. And the North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score some great deals on award-winning Hondas. Stop by your Helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. We've got some questions, and if you've got questions... You can ask them in the comments, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. High school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, what Pickle does with her hair. All of those fun oh, things. Oh, dude. What I do with my hair. I burnt the poop out of my hand today using the curling iron. So this is legit beauty is pain because this thing hurts. Cool it down on my chocolate milk this morning. More details than I needed. Get your <laughs> get your questions in on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, let us know what you want us to talk about here. We'll go until about uh, maybe twelve thirty-five. Uh, Twenty minutes of your questions. I do have one. Can I start? Sure. I, mean, I threw out the I threw out the call on Twitter. Okay. And I asked, "Hey nerds, you got questions?" Um, Nerd. And uh, we've got we've got a couple. Uh, Chris Indo Y N D O asks. Late last year, Texas State signed a class consisting of 100% transfers. I don't believe there was a single high school signee. He's that is correct. correct. In prior years, the Texas State class would be 80% or higher Texas high school football kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, question. How are Texas kids reacting to this? Is there a long-term impact of to future recruiting efforts? I can't speak to how kids are reacting. Mm-mm. I will say that high school football coaches don't like it. They are not pleased with it. They're that. not pleased with it. And that they, they, because I think that they view Texas State as a, a good avenue for to get their kids to play call, to play football at the next level. And when you take a year off of recruiting within the state of Texas, they're going to let you hear about it. And I believe that Texas State has felt some of the ripple effects from coaches that I think that, I think, I think Jake Spavital took a calculated risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether or not he knew that this was going to have that kind of blowback from Texas high school coaches, I don't know. But I think there has been a little bit of blowback. Now, is this going to bury them? No. I think that if you continue to go you know, 2-10 and 10 every year, 3-9 and nine every year, that's the kind of thing that will bury you. But what I do think is that I think that there, there are certainly coaches out there who view Texas State now in a different light and views Jake, view that staff, Jake Spavital and that staff, in a mm-hmm. different light. Because they didn't take any Texas high school football kids, they view it, they view it as a partnership, and mm-hmm. they and, and in a lot of respects, they view what Texas State did as kind of a, um, a dis, dis to disloyal. That part. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other side of it too, and this is just my personal thinking on it, but if you're going to take that risk, that you very well know that mm-hmm. that could not necessarily ruin some relationships, but definitely raise some eyebrows. You have to go out there and win. Yes. Like you can't, you cannot gamble on relationships like that and then have the season that they're having. Right. That doesn't work. That's exactly right. And so what I would say is um, that they are that, that for, for, for Jake Spavital and company, they took the calculated risk of saying, we think that we are on the verge of winning. And we think that even though we, I'm, and again, I haven't talked with Jake Spavital about this. We think that if we are able to go out there and win, that will cover up whatever 
whatever hurt feelings we get from Texas high school football coaches. Um, unfortunately, they have not won enough this year. And so they are getting kind of the worst of both worlds. So it's a, it, it was a calculated risk. It doesn't appear to be paying off. They could rattle off their next five games and suddenly be in a bowl. But that feels like this feels like a calculated risk that may end up falling flat on them. I got one more question on Twitter, if you don't mind. Okay. From Todd Gleaton. He asks, we think China Spring is, uh, is the team to compete with Carthage. What do you think? I like China Spring a lot. They're undefeated. They're in 4A Division Two. Mm-hmm. They are in the Carthage. Uh, they are in the Carthage region. They're in Region th- Region Three. There in 4A Division Two. That game happened last year. Yes, it did. And look, China Spring has been um, has been really solid. And 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 what what Brian Bell that offense has been humming. They're averaging 51 points a game. And don't overlook their defense. Right, mm-hmm. their defense has been very good. Now here is my question: um, Who have they played? Uh, their wins, their their signature wins, in my estimation, right now. Mm-hmm. Their signature wins. Uh, they beat Lorena. Lorena's really good. I like Lorena a lot. Mm-hmm. Lorena's a three A Division one team. Yes, right. That's punching um, below. And uh, then they beat Lampasas. Uh, Lampasas having a they're, they're eh, down here. I don't think yeah. they're as good as they as they no. were the past years. Those are to me their big signature wins right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what you know right now. Can they contend with Carthage? I would say that between Carthage and Belleville, there are two pretty sizable challenges to Carthage within their own region. Mm-hmm. The way that the bracket breaks out, if things go the way that we think they would, uh, Carthage would then, or rather, um, uh, China Spring would run into Car- or, or would run to Carthage in the regional semifinals, so the third round, and then they would run to Belleville in the fourth round. That's also, by the way, not discounting a team like West Orange Stark who could put it together, right? Or Salado, who I think is underrated. Uh, so, look, it's a... It's hard to it's hard to like find a team that we think can 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 beat Carthage right now. But I would say that there are some sizable challenges within their own division, uh, within their own region rather, that could that could give Carthage a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, China Spring is certainly one of those, especially if that defense continues to play. I want to see them play some tougher schedules, uh, some some teams that are a little bit better. And unfortunately, one of the problems here is that I don't think they're gonna. They're not going um, to in the rest of the, district the, play. The, the, I mean, well, let me let me take that back. Next week they play Salado. That will be, in my opinion, their best game of the year. Uh, if they go out there and they smoke Salado, let's talk. That's kind of where I'm at with them right now. I like China Spring a lot. I think Brian Bell does an outstanding job there with the with the Cougars, but I want to see a little bit more. Unfortunately, we may not know enough until they get into the play. Well, and I'll be real interested to see after the game that they had with Salado last year, where Salado actually came out on top yeah. in, in what was just an all-out brawl out there. I I think there might be some some hidden point. pump behind yeah. them for little, that game. A little bit extra gas. Yeah. Exactly right. All right, Pickle. We got any questions on the uh, the comments? Tons. Um, oh, God. <laughs> let's go with your thoughts. We'll go to Southeast Texas here. Your thoughts on Vider and uh, LCM. Yeah, right. A good game. Um, uh, also on Texan Live. Yeah, it's on Texan Live. I think that Vider, Vider may be the most under-the-radar undefeated team in the state. They're I would agree with oh. they've been They've been really good. And I think part of it, I mean, look, here's the thing. They, in my opinion, have. I think they got three really good wins. Yeah. Okay? They beat Silsby in the opener. Mm-hmm. Now Silsby has gotten better, and I, oh, Silsby's gotten better, and they're better than their two and four record indicates. But I, they beat. They got a win over Silsby. They got a win over Bel Air Episcopal. Now Bel Air Episcopal is down, but that is a good private school team. And then they have a win over Jasper, which is probably that one's aging. The pre- well, yeah, I think Jasper is better than 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 maybe people think. But they're taking on a little Cypress Mauriceville, who I've I've declared as one of my 
um, one of the the biggest surprises of the year. They also went over Jasper, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, their one loss on the year is to is to uh, West Orange Stark, and they played them tight, 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 mm-hmm. tight. Um, this is a team that last week got their signature win over Huffman Hargrave, knocking off previously unbeaten Huffman Hargrave. Can they do it two times in a row and knock off undefeated teams twice in a row? Um, I think they can. I think they can. I think this game's really intriguing to me. One thing that I've got to see from, uh, you know, last week, Little Cypress-Mauriceville goes as their defense goes. Now, they were able to kind of outscore their problems last week against Huffman Hargrave, but they got to have a big defensive effort this week against a Vider team that, look, they want to grind you into dust. I think the, I think the points are going to be at a relative premium in this game. And so if you are... Little Cypress, Mauriceville, you got to make sure that you are valuing every single possession because I just don't know if there's going to be that many of them. I think this game's going to be a lot of fun. Um, this is, it's, it's, it's tough to ask Little Cypress, Mauriceville, coming off of a big emotional win over Huffman Hargrave, to do it again. But right. if they do, then it's like sit up and pay attention. And I think they can. I think this team is legit. I think they're trending in the right direction, and, and the green and gold bears are, are looking very good. So I think it's I think it's one of the games of the night. I'm really yep. excited about this game. Uh, one of those games kind of under the radar, maybe because it's not, it's not those brand name high profile mm-hmm. teams that we talk about all the time. But I think Vider and, and Little Cypress Marysville is going to be a, a, a lot of fun. Another game that to us this is a very big name game, but I think to some people might be uh, under the radar. And we talked about their defensive coordinator earlier, um, but Crosby and Texas mm. City handling it out tonight. That one that is fun in twelve five a. So. There may have been some people, some people, certainly not me, um, who buried Crosby yep. after their 0-2 start. They lose to Carthage in a heartbreaker, and they lose to Manville, mm-hmm. right? They started 0-2. But since then, got a win over Port Arthur Memorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got, and then they've got their 3-0 in district play, including an overtime win over Barbers Hill. Um, this is a real litmus test, I think, for both teams. Mm-hmm. Texas City 6-0. Texas City is 6-0. They've got that big win over Nederland, and kind of like what we were talking about in the previous game, we're kind of asking Texas City to, like, give us the proof of concept again. Right. Like, last week, last year, rather last week, they go and they beat Nederland, and they, they just, the defense mops the floor with <laughs> Nederland. The defense really is impressive. unbelievable since week one so, for Texas yes, City. Yeah. Since week one, this is, this is, they have given up a grand total of 12 points yep. since week one. Two, three, In their two last shutouts, five games, they've given up seven. 12 points. And yep. one of them was a safety, so I don't know how the safety happened. But it's <laughs> probably not the defense's fault, right? So you're dealing with a defense that is hitting on all cylinders. And for Crosby, it does appear that their offense, after a bit of a slow start, has woken up. But I also think this is the best defense they will have seen since they played Carthage. So... How does that play out? This game is at Crosby, so I think that may give the, the, the Cougars a little bit of an edge. Really interested in this one. The computer has this Crosby by 18, and I do not buy that. No. I think this I, game mm-mm. is close. If anything, I think this game's going to be too uh, – this game could be too low scoring right. for it to be for 18. like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm very intrigued by That's this. That's got defensive slugfest what's written st- all over what it. What style of game is this? Crosby probably wants to get out and run, but Texas City has a way of like luring Stopping you into it. their game. <laughs> Um, extremely ex- excited about this one. Uh, I think Crosby and Texas City has a chance to steal the show tonight. I'm very excited about that. And then, by the way, Crosby gets PNG next week, so uh, it's not like the lift is over for mm-hmm. them after this week. So, uh, excited for this one. What's next, Pickle? Let's talk about a team that's definitely been on the uphill rise this season after going 0-7 last year, Odessa. They're at 3-4, mm-hmm. and four, and I mean, it hasn't been the, the, the most pretty, but talk about improvement. Oh, look, all you want to see 
is a team moving in the right direction, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's pretty clear that they are. They they are moving in the right direction. Um, you know, uh, under new coach Dusty Ortiz. I think that they have improved significantly. I think that the offense has really started to take flight, and I think that that's exciting. Now, the defense remains a work in progress, Mm -hmm. and that is why I think tonight against Midland Legacy is a bad matchup for them. Um, But... Like, make no mistake, they're they're trending in the right direction. If you're like, I do not, I still think they're a year away. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're I don't think they're a playoff team this year, but I think they're very clearly moving in the right direction. And I think Dusty Ortiz has kind of kind of kickstarted some life into this program. Uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds for them. I think they're like I said, I think they're still a year away. I think ten, I think tonight against Midland Legacy, they're pretty sizable underdogs, mm-hmm. but. Um, they are they're moving in the right direction. I I have I have a lot of I I am excited about Odessa uh, moving forward. May not be right now, but the best is yet to come here for Dusty Ortiz and the and the Bronchos. Um, they've been they've they've been very very good. Uh, I think exceeded my expectations and probably exceeded the expectations of a lot of people there in Odessa. So excited to see what they do in the future. N- don't think this is the year. No, think they're think they're still think they're still a year away. But uh, you take wins. You take the wins where you get them. I mean, I thought that that win over San Angelo Central was a, a oh, real yeah. signature win for them. To be able to do that was was impressive. So, all right, what's next, pick? Love this question. Um, what is your best trap game tonight to look out for? Mm. Who do you think? Who do you think might be caught with their pants down a little bit? That is a good question. I was going to say, this is a, this is a thinking is a question. Um, and while you're thinking about that, I'll go ahead and shout, shout out real fast. Tony Venegas is watching from uh, Belmont, Belmont, North Carolina. Okay. So shout out North Carolina. There's that while you were figuring um, out trap game tonight. Boy, I don't know. Um, a lot of the games are on my are on my radar. Um, all right. Hmm. Boy, that's a tough one. That is a good question. All right. Go to another question. I'll think about that. Okay. Um, I'll circle back to that. Let's go with... Okay, this is this is a fun one, too. Um, 10, 5, AD, 2. There are three games that the computer has all within seven points. So this is A&M Consolidated and Montgomery, mm-hmm. Rudder and Fulshire, and Lamar yeah. Consolidated and Lake Creek, all within seven points. That's, I covered Montgomery last week, and let me tell you, that district is fun. It's bananas. It's it a is bananas district. Fun, and and they're all that. That is that is a clear sign that all these teams are really closely bunched together. Yeah, I mean, I want you to consider this: Montgomery Lake Creek is zero and three. They started the year four now. Mm-hmm. Like, and by the way, they're they're taking on, um, and a lot of it is. So here's here's the thing. The only it's strange to say the only team that I'm 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 really super worried about it would be uh, Huntsville. Yep. Huntsville, who is I think just who they, we they at the beginning of the year would have said, oh, they're probably leading that district. One or two. Yeah. yeah. Between them and that, you're kind of waiting for them in AM Catalia. They're now owned three in district. Um, Lamar. A lot of this is bottom up. Yep. Lamar Consolidated has very clearly improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Fullshear and the new programs here, Fullshear, Montgomery Lake Creek, have. Surprise to people who look at new schools and say, "Hey, you know what? This is a game that you know th- these you know you shouldn't be this good this quickly." Um, A&M Consolidated still doing their thing. Big game tonight against unbeaten Montgomery, um, and yeah, Rudder and Fullshire I think is going to be a banger. That mm-hmm. game's really really fun to watch. Yeah, I, I think, think this I think this might be. I don't know if it's the best district. Uh-huh. I think it might be the most balanced district. Yes, and the yeah. balance here in this district, you could absolutely like. Let's put it this way: 
A&M Consolidated, their next game after this one is against um, Fullshear. Would mm-hmm. it surprise you in the least if Fullshear beat A&M Consolidated? No, not at all. I think I think tonight A&M Consolidated and Montgomery are probably playing for that district I championship. Think so too. I would I would just say that that's probably going to figure out the one and two seed, but. It should figure out the one seed. I don't think the two seed is secured by any stretch of the means. Yeah, I, I think that I think that you're right. Okay, I want to. I have a trap game. I think. Do you? Okay. What about uh, Katie Tompkins and Morton Ranch here? And mm-hmm. this isn't mm-hmm. for district title mm-hmm. per se, but for second and third seeding. I feel like I know that Tompkins is well, is a favorite there, but let me. I'll, I'll throw another thing out there. Yeah, because you're you're spot on. You're spot on. Morton Ranch, because they lost last week to Seven Lakes, mm-hmm. they got to steal one. Mm-hmm. They they are now at the point they are they are scratching and clawing. And to I get bet the they recognize that enough and, to have it a trap. And game. so for Tompkins, if they feel like, hey, we're past the meat of the schedule, we're going to be just fine now. Mm-hmm. We're coast. We'll we'll pop this. Put it in neutral. autopilot. <laughs> right. Then they can get got. I think mm-hmm. that's a good pick. I'll also go a team we already mentioned, but uh, but Belleville. Belleville's got Sealy tonight. They're big favorites in that game because Belleville's been awesome. They're they're rolling. See, this is a, this is a rivalry game, and these two teams do not care for one another. So if you're talking about that kind of traditional trap game, Sealy could absolutely go and trap um, a Belleville if they get caught looking ahead and, mm-hmm. and, and get caught because Belleville Belleville's been a bit of the. the let me borrow, you know, the man. bell cow. They've, now they've been, a bit of, they've been the bell of the ball. You know what I mean? Uh, if they get caught reading their own press clippings, Sealy can at, they're absolutely good enough to beat them, especially in a rivalry game uh, type one uh, type type contest. So I am that would be one that that uh, that jumps to me as a potential trap game tonight. Um, and yeah, I think that's what I want. Yeah, that's all I'll say. I like that. Okay. Um, let's move over to the college realms for a question here: Law Tech versus UTEP. What are your predictions for those possibly bowling minors? The pins fall. It's gonna happen. I like it. I. I'm just. I'm, I'm un- here for it. They're underdogs. I get it. I get it. It's gonna happen tonight. What's going talk on about tonight? talk about a team going into autopilot. You want to talk about a trap game? There's your trap game, Bulldogs. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow night. Tomorrow night it happens. <laughs> UTEP becomes bowl eligible. The sickos get what they want. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're talking on Monday. This is this is my this is my lock of the week, which right. is absolutely going to blow up in my face. <laughs> UTEP's winning this game outright. They're going to win. They're going to be bowl eligible. Good teams Louisiana cover Tech. the spread. They're going to be outright. they're going to beat Louisiana Tech. They're going to be bowl eligible. Picks up. I'll give you. We'll go. We'll go another uh, college game. We'll go small college this time. How about the uh, Texas Southern? Can they win three in a row at Grambling about tomorrow? Texas Southern. Texas. How about Southern. them? How about you, Andrew Body? Texas Southern goes three years without winning a game. And then they put in. And then they, our they Corpus Christi in, King. They put in the Corpus Christi King. <laughs> In uh, in, in the the king of the coastal bend. In that, yeah, because I guess that is a high school. I, yeah, I <laughs> the king of the king of the coastal, coastal bend <laughs> in Andrew Body, and they start cooking fools. Start cooking fools. That's what's up. <laughs> um, Grandling's tough. I don't know if they're going to be able to make it three in a row. That's probably asking a little bit too much there. But uh, I'm certain they're certainly like 
there's very clearly like a buzz around Texas Southern that there hasn't been in a long, long time, and I think it can all be traced back to a certain freshman quarterback. Uh, yeah, I think this game is. I, I I think they got a shot, which is certainly something we haven't been able to say for a while. Um, as beating Grambling's probably asking a little bit too much, but I love what I'm seeing from Texas Southern. Uh, the arrow is clearly pointed up. All right, Pickle, do we have an ender? We do, probably. We we'll do two um, more if you want. Yeah, let's do two more because I have something else I'm going to throw up on the screen here in a second. How about this? A, a, another game that might be flying under people's radar in a smaller school rank, Yoakum and Columbus happening yeah. tonight. That no. one's always fun. No, this is a really big game. And and not recently, you know, recently Columbus was ranked. Uh, they ended up losing what they lost to a game they should. Uh, they, they lost to Smithville. Mm-hmm. Smithville's really, Cyril Atkins got them cooking. Um, this is a really interesting important game for Columbus um they're both these are two teams that are one and oh in district and I think I think there's a pretty clear delineation between the top three and the bottom three in this district the top three are Hallettsville Yoakum and Columbus and so we're going to get three big time matchups between those that that trio of squads so um this is the first of that very excited to see this one a lot of this comes down to whether or not um whether or not Columbus can can find their offensive groove uh, against a um, you know against probably the best defense they've seen in Yoakum, uh, I think that that's going to be the big question in this one. I think that Yoakum is probably going to be able to move the ball. The Columbus defense has left a little something to be desired in this uh, this season. I am very intrigued by this matchup, and I my pick is Yoakum. Uh, although they're on the road at Columbus, that's never fun, and we'll get a we'll start to get a clearer view of what twelve three A Division one looks like after tonight, be- simply because uh, we're going to get the first of kind of these three this three round robin of those three top teams in Hallettsville, Yoakum, and, and Columbus. So big game tonight there in twelve three A Division one. And finally, to end it, it is not a question, but we have a very, very special viewer tuning in to the show today, and we were uh, tweeted a picture, so I figured we'll pull this up and see if this is a viewer mm-hmm. that, uh, that you recognize here. Mm, I know that chick. Yeah? That, Familiar? Yes. That's, uh, that's my niece. That's <laughs> my niece, Sadie. Hi, Sadie. You're looking good, girl. Um, she's uh, she's just starting to pull up on things. So uh, she's got the cannons out there popping the right now. Out. Look, she's she's flexing on you. Look, look, great measurables. Yeah. really great measurables. We're working on that forty time. Her burst is getting there. She's very yeah. twitchy. The balance looks good. Very she looks controlled. Balance looks like she's you know? in, in control. A, a uh, firm base. Thank you for watching, Sadie. Uh, I love <laughs> you very much, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, we 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 appreciate that. Um, we're we're. Uh, <laughs> Poisoning the minds of the youth at an early age. Absolutely, that's good. we love it. Any, yeah. <laughs> any time that we can do that. Shout out! That's shout our out, goal. Shout out! Say, you know what? I'm gonna do it. Sadie Tepper, you are the Texas Football Today Viewer of the Week. Yes, Sadie. Congratulations, Congratulations to Miss Sadie. Sadie. Good job, Sadie. <laughs> good job, Sadie. I'll see you very soon. That's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Make sure you tune into Valley Sports Southwest tonight starting at 7 o'clock for six hours oh, of live high school football <laughs> stuff on Valley Sports Southwest starring Television Zone, Ashley Pippen. Greg Tepper. That's going to do it for us. Vince Young, please get Player of the Year trophy for Ashley Pippen. I'm Greg Tepper. We'll see you on Monday. Not, not tomorrow. tomorrow. I'm not coming in tomorrow. <laughs> Monday on Texas Football Today. <laughs>